0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Politababble podcast, where we're looking into censorship. Oh, sorry, can't say anything in democracy. I'm Archibald Elliot, and as usual, I'm joined by my censorship.
1: Hello. Sorry, 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 bleep there. Bleep. <laughs> oh, <all> right. Co host. <laughs> Hello, um, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Uh, uh, we were
0: joined today by he who cannot be named, uh, because the state has limited us from what we can and cannot say. Yeah. So this week we're back and we're talking about censorship in democracy. But when we were walking into Max Radio, we saw these wonderful little fortune cookies, which are Max Radio branded, and we thought we thought they would be rather fun to open the show with and. Tell us what our fortunes are. I'd like to see if they actually... Uh,
1: You can see on Manx Radio. Uh, uh, You should be able to see on Manx Radio Vision right now. If
0: you're watching. If if not, they're in a metallic purple wrapper uh, with Manx Radio branding. They're very metallic, shiny, shiny. Blackbirds would like these. They're very Mm.
1: shiny. Um, Yes. The Manx Radio uh, merchandise is expanding. Last week it was introduction of hand sanitizer. Yeah. Now it's a fortune cookie.
0: So now I'm seeing this fortune cookie. And if you're not sure what a fortune cookie is, it's almost this crescent shaped bit of um wafer. So I shall now crack crack this open, then close very close to the mic here. Oh no. we are turning
1: an uh, ASMR show. Yeah,
0: so I am now I've now got it out, out. I've now got I've now got the fortune cookie open. And what does it say inside? It says uh It says, delight the world with compassion, kindness and grace. Happy Year of the Tiger from Manx Radio and the Majestic Chinese Restaurants. There we are. That's what mine says. So it says, delight the world with compassion. Whether I actually do that or not is a very different mm, matter.
1: Well, mine says, do not pursue happiness, create it. Happy Year of the Tiger from Manx Radio and the Majestic Chinese Restaurants. (laughs) So, don't pursue happiness, create it. So, you know, I probably will go by that motto. I think it's a good one. So I, I, I won't go by happiness. I, I I will create it. I need to create my own happiness. I say that's rather good. It is rather mm. good. Archie's now consuming his fortune cookie and he's going to give us uh, some lovely crunchy ASMR <laughs> down the microphone. <laughs> um, so I, I will probably enjoy mine when Archie is in mid discussion. Uh, yeah, just, just, just throw me off. It does look excellent though. Yes, um, there we are.
0: So that was our fun little starts to show. And yes, Happy Over the Tiger, everyone, I do forget.
1: Yes, uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure when the Chinese New Year date is. at the moment, I is think. Is it, is it?
0: Um, I, I should know, but... Um...
1: As Archie now scrambles to the web.
0: So, yes, Oliver, as I already <laughs> knew, and I'm already telling you this, um, the Chinese New Year is on the 1st of February. Ah, so we're a Tuesday. little bit
1: premature on it, but... Uh, We'll come back next week with some more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we probably will as well. we'll and, probably... and, and the week after. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Of course.
0: So, yeah, this week we're discussing uh, can there ever. Sorry, what was, that? What was our question? Is um, there
1: a place for censorship in a democracy?
0: I think it's quite an interesting one mm. because we see, especially over recent years, the rise of almost anti-free speech, how we need to be careful of what we can say. We must be PC, I think. So that, that might not even be the PC term for mm. PC anymore. Probably. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Uh, so we, I think we—that's we, what we'd first, I think, like to discuss is, can free speech ever have limits? What do you think, Oliver? Can, can should, we, should we limit free speech? Does it have limits? Does it have bounds uh, which it should be contained in? Or is it just this sort of uh, overarching object or notion that exists and doesn't isn't constricted anywhere
1: well i mean there's a difference between you know i'd say free speech doesn't have doesn't really have limits there's a diff, you know in terms of hate speech you know i definitely believe um that anyone that you know recall you know speaks out um against someone with you know that could be Classed as hate speech should uh, definitely f- uh, follow some sort of um, Archie's viewing well, <laughs> at me no, like no, he I, wants to no, put no. in. i just gonna uh, say
0: I think we're, we're, that that's re- really interesting and We'll be coming on to can we? What should we count as hate speech later? Mm. If we let's say for this moment in time, we decide that hate speech and freedom to speech they're different things. Yeah. So as long as we're not being inciting violence against someone, mm-hmm. that's, that's 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 maybe a uh, limit we've come to. Uh, that it shouldn't maybe shouldn't incite violence or hatred against someone. Okay. Again, that's a very wide term. We'll define hatred mm-hmm. later. But if we're looking at should free speech ever have limits? If I say, would you say this should have a repercussion? I'm in a cinema mm-hmm. and I sound fire, and everyone rushes and packs to the uh, pack, rushes out to the fire doors, and people were squashed and injured or maimed. Oh no, no one dead. Would, oh, no one true. dead because I'm not, I'm not going to make this more of a podcast. Am I therefore responsible? For those people because arguably all I've said is fire and I may have believed there was a fire and I've not said to those fire run crush each other I've just said fire am I therefore responsible for what happens is that
1: a limit that the owners should be put on me for inciting this of course you're not responsible you know if there is no fire then you know it depends how loud you said it as well, you know. It depends. I, I shout uh, fire. In, in terms of projection, you know, right? You shout uh, it's, fire. It's, it's, it's audible to everyone in the room. But then, but then we we could say a similar thing if we were in an airport and you shouted a, a word. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you would be held responsible for that, wouldn't you? Because it could be an act. But even of if you a... didn't have a ball, do you think there should be
0: repercussions
1: to that person? Um, I I'm not entirely sure to be honest. Possibly, I don't. You know, what's your stance on it? I would say
0: there there should be some sort of uh, I say boundary here. If people get crushed and you've incited something to happen, I think there's a there's a there's a duty to be socially responsible, not socially responsible. I you should limit what you say, but you shouldn't say something purposely inflammatory, like there's a fire or gun or something like that, or a bomb in an airport. That that's something causing unnecessary alarm and panic. And you're doing that with the principle
1: of alerting harm and panic. Mm. But then there's but, some but, people. But if the person genuinely believes, may not be able to, you know, may not be able to control what they're But, they but say then, and, then
0: obviously there should be restrictions on. I don't think they should be prosecuted. I think it shouldn't be a crime, but they should easily be spoken to and say, "Don't do that." Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, and it should agree. be quite because again, it's, we have a limit of freedom of speech. But I think there's a there's a good there's a good key to be socially responsible and I see Oliver here crunching down uh, on his for- fortune cookie. So I think yeah there is a there's I would say there there should be some sort of course where this maybe person can go on to learn. Not uh, that, that that sounds like I'm being big brother here. She got a course to learn to think properly. <laughs> uh, but no, I think there's a there there's, there's an important question posed here. If someone has incited something and has caused injury to another person, I think to a degree they hold some sort of moral sp- responsibility, even if you don't administer it as a state. I think that, that I think that exists.
1: Mm. No, it's it's a really interesting point. I mean, mm. it's it's all down to people's perception. It's down to someone's own beliefs on how far people take things. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I definitely say, in terms of f- free speech, I mean. The thing is, it's people have different ideas of what's going to offend them. You know, something- well, there's nothing about off-
0: offense is a different question, which comes on yeah. in, in a minute. But I think the limits to free speech, I'd say, are just I'd say inciting violence. I think that that's where I would put a draw the reasonable. Line. I would draw the line. But if someone was to let's say, again, it that's only if they directly say go and. Like maybe go and kill said group or go and hurt said group or go and hurt said person. I think mm. that's then the limit again, if you just say, "I don't like this group or I hate this group or I dislike this person or I hate this person, I don't necessarily think that then should be prosecutable in in that term mm-hmm. because it's all down to opinion. it's not it, it, whether that person takes offense or not take offense. Uh, and I think that's a key part in society where we come on to our next point: Do we have a right not to be offended? So we've all we have the right to say what we want to say. Mm. And yes, there may be sort of social bound to that. So maybe we shouldn't incite violence against people. But do we have a right to be offended, Oliver? Do we have a right to? I say I dislike your hair. Does that mean you can now suddenly? Well, well let's say I, I, I dislike you because you're male. There you are. Obviously, I just say something ridiculous there. That you're male. I dislike you because of that. Therefore, do you now take offence and you can go and have me arrested for hate speech or
1: whatever? Do you think that's a viable option? You know, I wouldn't be offended by that comment. Um, I'd merely find it quite funny, to be honest. Um... But let's let's say, the interesting part there is, let's say you were female. Mm -hmm. You 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 were a heavily
0: devout feminist. And I say, I dislike you because you're female. I think we would have a different story here, would you not agree?
1: Yes, and it does come down to people's perception. Mm. Um, But do you think they should be necessarily offended by that? No. At Mm. the end of the day, if someone doesn't like you, there's not much you can do about it. I just realised... Sorry, I've been leaving...
0: (laughs) I left your volume so far, down. so if, Oliver, you had to turn your volume on your uh, device to listen
1: to him, uh, it's fine, it's sorted now. I don't think I'm speaking too quietly. No, no, no. Um, But funny enough, I've just actually started reading a a book... um, by broadcaster James O'Brien, Brian, mm. however I want to pronounce it, uh, who, for those of you who don't know, is um, a host of one of the shows on LBC, and uh, he he's published this book called How How Not to Be to Be Wrong: The Art of Changing Your Mind. I'm not sure whether you've read it or not. No, I haven't. It's quite interesting, and it goes it delves into to different matters. Um, and it's sort of that idea of, you know, people's view that, you know, that they are so set in stone with their ideas and that people are always wrong and um you know, I, I find it find it really interesting. I'm just starting to read it. Hopefully I'll have a mm. a bit more to to talk about it um as I go on. But it, it explores, you know, some of today's um challenging challenging issues and uh, he talks a lot about his callers and how what people say and they go into further issues makes him you know changes his his mind so he goes into knife crime tattoos um police stop and search and how he always Mm -hmm. thought it was um a really you know he he was all for he was pro um stop and search and then he had a partner mm. who previously went out with um a black person and that changed his whole his his whole experience of it all um
0: but that, that's, it's interesting though because we're when we've got a tangent off uh, censorship but we go there with personal experience we we then have we have, we have many people in debating for example like in parliament who use It's really interesting. They use personal case studies from a very small sample size. And yes, in this case, personal case studies do change opinion and they're very powerful. But they use really small sample sizes of personal opinion to say that and that's why this policy should change. And if you're actually looking on a larger scale, the policies, do I argue, have good good effects. Because, yes, on the individual case level, you might have a certain amount of cases where, again, yes, they're unjustified and they're wrongly done. But if you're looking at the larger scale, we see mass benefit. We've seen maybe knives being kept off the street. So in this particular interest, I think looking at one case study, yes, you might be persuaded by it. and You might think maybe we need to be more careful. But I think it's also then looking at these sorts of things on a larger scale. But I think my my uh, favourite London radio host uh, won't be James O'Brien. It does have to be. Uh, who who is it? It's Mike, Mike from Talk Radio. I've Mike,
1: Mike Graham. Ah, right, very interesting. You know but, no, I don't know. Him. I don't. I don't think his so. He's concrete guy. Oh, is that who he is? Yes, of course I know concrete him. guy. Of course I know him. Yeah, yes. yes, but um, you know the, the main reason why I draw into it is really about sort of mm. in this way of free speech and all this yeah. is that people being prepared to listen to people's views. I had challenge, challenge. And yeah, challenge change. and mm. people understanding that you know, people being afraid to accept that mm. sometimes they're wrong and um I think as I progress further into the book I think it'll be a really interesting read because mm. A lot of the time, I'm quite fluid in the way I'll view things. So sometimes in this podcast, I will come into the podcast with this prefixed idea that this is what I, this is my stance on something. At the end of the podcast, sometimes Archibald can completely change my mind. And can
0: I tell you why? Because conservatives are right wing and what's a right wing? They're right. So that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> well
1: <laughs> You might be wrong there. Uh, but, uh... Yeah, so I'm
0: not left, so I'm not wrong. Yeah. Uh, yes, but going on seriously, I think it's it's really interesting in our society. We almost I enjoy debating with people any any time. Mm. I'm always happy for debates. Because I find it really interesting you different ideas. And then how they stand up to being challenged. If my ideas are challenged, how they stand up and how ideas logically stand up with things. I find that fascinating. But the real the problem I, I, I see is you question someone.
1: Mm.
0: And it's on an issue which is contentious. Mm. And it's a social issue, generally. Usually. And you give a different idea. You give a different idea that maybe, let's say, we'll take it as a soft issue here, that taxation is too high or oh, and your oh, no—that's no, probably a bad example. That, uh, for example, mm, let, me, uh, let me try and think of a good one. What's a good? What's a good social issue, Oliver? Um, Legalisation of marijuana. <laughs> no, I mean, but again, let, let's say that. And oh, oh, oh no, there's there's a really good one on that issue. I'm I forgetting oh, the reference now, crikey! My, my brain has gone blank. It's the fortune cookie is just making me say only. Uh, only, what was it? It says, uh, delight the world with compassion, kindness and grace. So I'm actually being censored by my fortune cookie from saying any more on this matter because it's not with compassion and grace. Ah. Uh, but no, uh, with, going back to my point, about contentious issues, maybe we look at the Black Lives Matter protests. I okay. go out there with a very contentious issue. And I maybe say, maybe it isn't so good that they're burning down cities. Maybe they're not going around the right way. They're not exactly
1: peaceful. Mm-hmm. Inci- yeah inciting yeah. crime um, Crime is, and just...
0: I get told well no you must just be racist you get, you get rhetoric that you must mm-hmm. be racist or you bear question that maybe um, feminism has gone too far in certain regards and then you get called sexist mm-hmm. or you get called homophobic because you say something else. or even you get called I say I'm a Tory and you get called homophobic you get called mm-hmm. all of this you get whole abuse at you which I don't care I, I find it quite entertaining in a way but you you dare question their idea and they get offended. So it's almost this idea where we've come to society where we have the view that we have a right not to be offended, but we have the ultimate right to offend whoever else we like. It's almost we don't want to be not allowed to be we're not allowed to be offended, but we're allowed to offend other mm-hmm. people.
1: And there's this idea going back to the you know the James O'Brien yeah. thing of people not. People not wanting to listen, you know. Exactly. We need to bring back the rationale debate, Archibald. We oh, need yes. to, you know, we need to get.
0: What, what does my Instagram and Twitter bio, bio say? <laughs> what, what does it say on it? It says something on this issue. I think. I, I think it says on, something on this issue. There's somewhat. Uh, my 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 bio is a somewhat elusive demi urge. Can usually be found podcasting, commentating, debating, and confabulating, and I do confabulate a lot. Let's bring back the rational discussion. I say that quite clearly, and then a, a global a globe, and then a British flag, because obviously very
1: patriotic. Very patriotic. Of course. patriotic of me. Where um, is the Manx flag? <laughs> uh, so, uh, if you look at <laughs> rational debate,
0: we 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 seem to have this inability to have a discussion with someone. Clash. Get really heated. Have really good discussion. And then say, "Let's go out for a drink and be friends afterwards." Mm-hmm. We seem to have lost that ability. We even look at the House of Commons; they used to clash either side, they clash, be battles of and all we are going to have a good drink at the House of Commons pub, where obviously you have a drink at Haz Pub rather than anywhere else because the duty's reduced mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. it's subsidised on taxpayer. So why wouldn't you? But oh. we, we've, I say, we've lost some sort of, sort of that uh, comp- compadristship, really, mm-hmm. in politics.
1: And that idea to mm. listen, you know, yeah. and and under and sometimes accept that you are wrong, you know. It, it, it's an interesting point. I mean, mm. and like you say, the, the person has a right to be offended. But they can, they're they're okay to offend but, but they, you. But they, they they almost argue that I have a right no, so it's the right not to be offended. Right, not to be they're, offended. But
0: they, I, I I hear this term a lot. But if you think about it, then but then they're almost contravening my free speech. And usually, the person wants to campaign for human rights issues. What's human, human, the bill of human rights? the freedom to speak the freedom of expression not the freedom not to be offended. That just simply doesn't exist because you risk. Every time you open your mouth and you expose an idea you put the risk there that you might inadvertently offend one person. Yes. And to to say we must limit offence is almost saying we must limit this this sense of ideas. We see this a lot in universities and the universities bill is uh, backing down on that where we have we have almost universities and students cancelling teacher, cancelling academics or speakers they don't like simply because they don't want to hear their views because they view he's just being racist he's just being transphobic they're just being, sex- it's, it's being sexist it's also nonsense it, 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 I mean would you if, would
1: you do something like this if you were if you were in a you know in, in a place of um, education or wherever and you didn't like one, one person's This is a commun- communist. Communist. I
0: very much dislike their views no I'd want to listen to them yeah because I would find it interesting to see what on earth these views are I probably find it, I might find it entertaining that's why yeah. I say I read the Guardian's but, politics common. I, I always find it a joy it's just like watching Yes Minister. It's absolutely lovely to read, lovely to watch. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see the views. Now you can challenge them. You can have discussions about it. Um, it's almost clashing heads. And I find, I think that's what's missing in society. And yes, maybe not everyone wants to do it. But the interesting is these people campaign on such an issue, so they must be interested in the issue. And if they're interested in the issue, they, they go towards it, they, they engage with it by saying, we don't want to have anyone speak on this. But surely... They must have listened to what that person said before to have an opinion on it, which means they've listened to them. But actually, in 90% of the cases, I do I do actually disagree with what I just said. They don't listen. They go off the past the squares on their story to say something bad. I saw a brilliant one the other day on someone's story. And these people, they're not up to be challenged. They don't no, want to be challenged. They don't want to be challenged. But I saw a brilliant one on someone's on story. And yes, prisoners should have the ability to write letters. But this, this person was being halted because of by the security risk. And they posted it out. I put the name into Google just to see what was maybe was this person. and They're calling it racist that they were being withheld letters because the person was black. Happened to be black, and I was really confused why they were campaigning for this person so adamantly. And that that, that it was the same campaign was saying that prisons shouldn't exist. And this person murdered someone. Was convicted for murder in cold blood. They murdered someone. I I and I think that was quite shocking. They've taken the person's taken away someone's. all of the rights of someone really by killing them and uh, again they were writing out almost like they they pleaded not guilty and everything even though there was clear evidence they killed them and I find it really interesting how that was the front for the campaign Mm. I found that really confusing it's like couldn't you choose a better person maybe someone who's gone in and there's no the the evidence was very flimsy but no they chose someone where the evidence was clear cut and he was convicted I find that just 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 confusing and they don't want to be challenged Mm. on why do you have this person? Do you think that person shouldn't be in prison? Yes, we think that person shouldn't be in prison. I mean, I think... So you'd let murderers roam the streets of our country. It's almost this, this idea, but pastel squares influence someone. So someone might be share that. And many people we share that, not actually knowing behind it because they give such a well little bit.
1: And sometimes on the oh, coal face of these pastel squares, hmm. is doesn't go into very much depth. No, so it makes you think swipes, they're a good person. Yes, so you swipe, and swipe wrong. and swipe. Yeah. Um, and it's that idea of um, the preferred reading, you know. But they complain um,
0: about the preferred reading on the opposite end. And it's like, yeah. you do it yourself. Don't complain if you do it yourself. Either have no problem mm-hmm. or don't do it.
1: One of my aims will be over the next few months is when I see these pastel squares, they're everywhere, um, is, is to try and obviously... Things that I disagree with them on, obviously, I'm not just going to challenge everything, uh, because obviously some things I will agree. But we'll be to try and challenge
0: all of those echo chamber here. I will not challenge things I agree with. I'll only challenge things I disagree with. Yeah, which uh, I think, which I think I, I probably do as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, I but, can't uh, comment on that. Yes. Hmm. But going into the next part, what what counters hate speech? Because we've seen a lot of rows recently in the last five, six years over police forces arresting people, taking their phones and investigating them because of things they tweeted. Mm. And the things they've tweeted maybe are saying there's only two genders or I don't believe a trans woman is a woman, stuff like that, which I'm not. I'm not necessarily endorsing here. I'm not necessarily not endorsing you. I'm staying neutral on this issue. But even stuff like that, or maybe the BLM good, they're being investigated over these tweets when really, I think they're just expressing an opinion and because they, they get reported for all silly manner of things where really it's in their freedom of expression. And the police usually drop these, but they attempt to bully the person into accepting a caution and accepting something on their criminal record. And I think it's quite shocking. So do we think that maybe the hate speech, what they're investigating has gone too far? I know currently the, they're having more guidance issued on, onto the police forces to say what you can and can't prosecute. Which I think is useful, but what do you? What do you be honest on this, this issue, Oliver?
1: Well, I mean, if people are going to directly attack people based on you know the protected characteristics, um, I feel that they they should face some sort of prosecution uh, because th- they are um, issues that are highly sensitive to the person, and that person should have the freedom uh to 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 not face um face hate from someone
0: but but who 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 should be allowed to class what is hate and what is not hate and decide these protected characteristics
1: i mean you're going into it a... well no but that
0: that's the key question yeah. behind all of this who decides does uh joe Boggs on the street decide does mark zuckerberg decide does
1: boris johnson decide I mean, it's it's really up to... Um, or to, is
0: it just that person views it as hate speech, so therefore it is hate speech? Is there some sort of threshold that needs to be met? Th- th-
1: there does need to be some sort of uh, sort of uh, s- small print in in, in who, who decides upon this. I'm not sure who would. Would it be some sort of um, I don't know, some sort of Law, I mean, what, what would you say on the matter? Well,
0: well there, there, there is actually a... There is there is there is law on it. Mm. Uh, uh, the UK have the Hate Speech Act, I think, for example. Was, or the Anti-Hate Speech Act or yeah. something like that. Um, but there was a interesting... Where was the case on free... Sp- oh. No, what was the case on free speech? Oh, I just lost it. Uh, but looking at the protected... If if you, if you even if you um oh sorry give give, give forgive me forgive me um oh, oh. they were just on the tip of my tongue which I was about to say now now I've totally forgotten no it. no worries uh, I suppose we, we're doing it a couple of hours later than we usually would so I'm off my game on this um, it, was, yeah, it was about it was about who should decide so it, it, even if we're looking at it what do we really class as hate speech is it just saying I dislike the screen. Actually no, is it what I was talking about? Was the blah, 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 I'm confabulating here. It was the Scottish uh hate speech uh, at crime in ah. the home. I'm sure we just we've discussed this. It's a hate crime law which prevent for vulnerable uh, stirring up hatred is the new one and it can be prosecuted for people in homes or anything. Wherever you are, you can be prosecuted for it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is ridiculous. Because beyond inciting violence, as I've already put on my one caveat where I think maybe, yes, there can be some sort of intervening, I think it's entirely dangerous. I think most of the speech, hate speech, is disgusting, absolutely vile. Would I do it? No. Would I support it? No. Would I challenge it? Yes. But do I think it should be prosecutable? No. Because we have the right in our society to say things... That others may find hurtful may find offensive and if to me I view that as hateful offensive they view it as not hateful offensive but they view what I say as hateful and offensive just what what gives me the right to infringe on what they can can't say if they can't infringe on what I can and can't say I think that's the the key issue in this I will I would I would debate and I will argue and I will criticize to the hill but after all I will defend their right to freedom of speech I think that's that's a overused quote really there that i'm not even quoting there's my head i think it's dangerous to decide what people can and can't say would you not agree with that
1: yeah yes yes i would i would agree um but in terms of looking at the, the the six characteristics which are um race colour, national origin, sex, disability, religion, or sexual orientation. Um, those are the uh, group or uh, the group characteristics, which if people...
0: But what classes as hate? That's the really key question here.
1: Well, I'm sure we'd have to look at what the the law says, what the... It, the... It's, it's rather vague. It's it vague, yeah. is it?
0: Well, from From memory, it's rather vague. There's, there's, you can't really define hatred. Maybe it's, it's uh, derogatory comments about something. But again, let's say I want to say I, people call, call you racist for this. That's how I want. I, hypothetically, I say uh, I don't support illegal immigrants. I think they should be sent back to where they came from. I would be called that xenophobic. Mm-hmm. Should that then be prosecutable? if we look at it well, mm-hmm. that, that's maybe hate against that group I don't think they should come here again that's not necessarily what I'm saying in this debate I am being very hypothetical in my analogies because I'm not going to get into uh, being cancelled which is another topic for another week but I think there's, there's really, really really big questions here um, that I think our last one is is censorship good even for the right purposes even if we're trying to protect from hate does it mean we become maybe more closed down to ideas that we don't agree with that we become more happy to go and just shut down things we just don't want to hear just purely because we don't want to hear them or we find them hurtful
1: It's a difficult one I don't think I don't I don't th- I think that um, I don't I don't think censorship is, is good in democracy um, at, at all really I think you know because people don't like what's being said I mean, we're always going to have mixed views and people are going to have to put up with those views if you like them or mm. not. I mean, there is, you know, you see it all the time. People have disagreements with you and there is this idea of, you know, people constantly, um, going back to the, to the same point And, uh, and yeah, yeah, basically, uh, I don't really know where I'm going going with this, to be honest, but you know Oliver's been censored by the state
0: here. Yeah. He's not allowed. I,
1: I'm I can't I can't say any further. are you double jammed? Um One does not have to disclose private. But uh, if
0: if you're double jabbed, I think that's the key question here, because the double jab, the second chip, limits what you can think and what you can say. Well,
1: that's what's being done here. Patient confidentiality, I'm afraid, Archibald. (laughs) Patient confidentiality, and that is not me me being censored. That is my uh, own belief. There. I mean, um, the
0: the chips have done this. I'm telling you, the chips.
1: I I believe that if uh, it's all the phones, we need, we need our tinfoil hats back. I'm. I'm not for a vaccine mandate. If people don't want to be vaccinated, that's up to them. But um, Personal w- choice, I think. Personal key, choice. Key issue, uh, yes. But we will proceed on.
0: Yes. So, this week we have something rather exciting, which we're bringing back in.
1: Because we have the...
0: <music> the Desk of Our Listeners. We're back this week and... Who do we have first? Well, we propose this week's question, is there a place for censorship in democracy? And we got four responses, which is rather, rather good for uh, the podcast, considering we <laughs> only put it out last, last minute. So what's our first uh, response? Well, using,
1: um, we have one from Sam Howarth, uh, who is, is becoming a regular contributor. So we, we thank Sam uh, for his contributions. They're, they're usually, uh, well... Usually, we quite we agree with them here on the on the (laughs) political podcast. But he said, um, "No, as it is a violation of democracy's main values, most importantly the freedom of speech." I agree. Yes. Yeah. Hear 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 hear. Mm. Uh, James Kinley, nope, not at all. Agreeable. Yep. Brisha Shaw, yeah, when Archie speaks. kiss (laughs)
0: ah yes obviously (laughs) when I speak there should be censorship yes thanks Brisha I think it's the other way around here another caveat I put on if Brisha Shaw ever speaks that should be censored Sorry, have to say it has to come. Of out. course,
1: if you are a listener, you probably might remember from uh, several seasons ago, Brisha was a co-host on the show,
0: and she did try to censor my Macky Thatcher quotes too many times. Mm. Just disgraceful.
1: As well as this, uh, another former co-host has co- contributed. A lot of the former co-hosts like to contribute. Yes, still but... to this show, they still have great engagement with the show. Anyway, never lets them go. <laughs> Sam Rowe is, uh, uh, has said. Well, yeah, duh. Always has been. So he believes there is a place for censorship See, in democracy. I take, I take issue and there with always this... has been. Archibald, over to you.
0: I take issue with this this kind of contribution or this kind of argument. Because we're saying that something... Again, certain people... I don't have any problem with these types of arguments. When someone campaigns for progressive policy, when they can campaign for things of the past to change because they were in the past, and when they campaign for things that always have been to no longer be because we should move forward with the times. But then they say, yes, this should exist purely because it's always existed, so therefore it always will. And it always has existed, so it should exist. And there is a place for it. I find that a really odd, odd juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. I also think it's a very weak argument. Just to say something should exist purely because it's always existed isn't necessarily the way things work we should be able to have a logical argument behind that maybe it's existed for a while because of a reason maybe there's a reason behind it but just to say yes because it's always existed that's why it should exist is an incredibly weak line of argument in debating that would be torn apart it would be torn apart and saying he's basing his case study off something that has always existed but not really providing any evidence for why it should continue to exist? Just because it's existed doesn't mean it shouldn't change. And the way he incites—just because, because communism has existed for however long doesn't mean that it shouldn't disappear.
1: I mean, and the way he incites the well, yeah, duh, is very con-
0: yeah, very condescending.
1: Yeah, very condescending towards us. here. He's obviously
0: disappointed about leaving. He's mm-hmm. just jealous. He's just jealous of yeah. not being on the show. I think that's he, obviously the reason. He's not a fa- he's not, not a, enough, a, yeah. a fan
1: of our topics which we propose on the show. We
0: didn't aim democracy central this uh, this episode, but we should be able to announce our episodes in advance. We should. Uh, we yeah. actually
1: might be a bit more uh, proactive. Proactive uh, in our in our approach, which more is something organized. we're we're trying to aim for uh, on, on the podcast uh, as part of our our new uh, agenda, which we are pursuing. Uh, so
0: this week, uh, well, we have our game game after the news. I think. Oh, game after, after the news. Let's oh. do it before your choice. Up to you. You, uh, are, no, you no. are
1: you are in charge. You you man the desk. Right, we're
0: we're going to play our game. Uh, this game oh, is uh, avoid the question. Where well, Oliver asks me, and it, me pretending to be a Tory MP supporting the government has to avoid the question. I think it's a rather rather uh, fun
1: game. So I put on our just a minute music just for this. Take it away. Okay. Well, we'll go for we'll go for an easy question first. Archibald, you are a conservative. Uh, MP, are you proud to be a Tory?
0: You see, I think the real question here, are we proud to support our national values? Are we proud to support our traditional values? Are we proud to support being fiscally uh, responsible? Are we proud to be British? And I think, yes, I do agree with all of those. I think the Conservative Party is the only party that encompasses these and really links together to
1: build back better. As a Conservative government wanting to build back better to level up. But yet again, there are currently 2000 UK food banks. How can you allow this to happen? Chinese. How is this? How is this acceptable?
0: Charities do a wonderful job for our business. They provide gaps where the government simply cannot provide. And in this nation, we have a very, very uh, generous donor base. And I think it's very important that we should continue to give to charity who are on the ground, effective, hands out, free of bureaucracy. And I think that's a benefit and a wonderful
1: addition to the country. But why isn't this Tory government doing something about this? The, the government is doing many things to level up and build
0: back better. Already we've seen the largest growth in GDP out of any European nation. I think it's incredibly important we continue that growth with our vaccine rollout and, and the like. We are doing an excellent job at levelling up this country.
1: Well, I have to question that I don't think the UK's vaccine rollout is one of the highest in Europe.
0: The vaccine rollout is the highest in Europe. We are the foremost of our vaccine uh, rollout. We saw the quickest vaccine rollout of any European nations. We've seen a massive uptake, especially with our booster programme. And the European Union uh, was massive at limiting our vaccine rollout with the MHRA. So it's brilliant that we've now left the European Union. We're able to have the best vaccine rollout in the world.
1: Um. Finishing off in our short interview here with Tory MP Archibald Elliot. Um, moving on, looking at the current Prime Minister, how can you support him when he is a person in high office in the UK which is breaking the law?
0: I think we're discussing too much in hypotheticals here. I don't like to go into hypotheticals. We're not going into hypotheticals. If a tree falls in a forest, did it make any sound? If there was a party and no one knew or no one has any evidence, did it really happen? We shall wait to Sue Gray's report and I shall not comment on these hypotheticals.
1: There is currently a police investigation... I'm sorry, this is just too good, guys. i have to carry on. There is currently a police investigation... Um, being investigated by the Metropolitan Police in London. Do you believe that the Prime Minister broke the law? It is
0: not for me to say whether someone has broken the law. I'm not the judge, the jury or the executioner. Just because there's merely a police investigation doesn't necessarily mean anything went wrong. Again, I must point to you that Boris has had a wonderful time as leader. We've seen the fastest vaccine roll out. We've seen the uh, in Europe, we've seen a massive growth
1: in GDP. I think that's something to be proud of as a country. Well, looking back into Covid, the number of vaccine uh, doses administered in Europe... As of, uh, well, we're looking at um, administered rather than the rollout, uh, which is a very similar thing. But being administered by January 24th in Europe um, was actually Malta per population. And that was 100,000, uh, which was 231.55. The UK currently sits at 201.41, which currently sits in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, about 8th or ninth place. How can you justify that the UK has the uh, f- the highest uh, ad- ad- administered uh, of vaccine doses? Well,
0: if we, if we look again at the population sizes, we are, again, the, the fast, one of the fastest rollout rates in Europe. Uh, and I think that's something to be very proud of. We've seen a brilliant booster campaign. And if you haven't at this time, I say go get boosted, go get, your second jab, go get your third jab, and let's fight this virus together. We've done a wonderful job again with the economy. We've seen a massive GDP growth, and we've got Brexit done. So I think we're meeting, most, we're meeting our manifesto uh, commitments there.
1: As an avid supporter of uh, Margaret Thatcher, uh, Mr. Archibald Elliot MP, was she the greatest MP, uh, was she the greatest Prime Minister of all time? She
0: was indeed a absolutely wonderful Prime Minister, and she did a fabulous job at maintaining our economy, at bringing back Britain, and fighting out of our economic slump.
1: She was a wonderful, wonderful figure, and I think I think that, that that's all that needs to be said. Right. Well, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there for this week. That was actually quite lengthy. Uh, it was interesting. Archie did pretty well, I have to say, on the scoreboard. Uh, if we're ranking, I don't know if we ranked myself last week. I don't know if we said. That's pass- what we
0: should do. We should have a ranking system. You give me a score. I'll give you a score. Okay. So say if there was uh, about
1: five questions there.
0: Well, it was just ra- ranking. Ranking out of ten. Okay,
1: out are. of ten, I'd probably for that. There were a couple of slip ups in places. I would say, I'll give you a, a solid. I'm going to say an eight. A solid eight. If we say that about a, a seven is is about no a six is about average. I'd say average. Five. Say five. Five average yes. not basically eight and a half very good ten exceptional
0: I see I'm giving you all of it I'm giving you a 6.9 okay that's fairly justified it's quite a nice number I think mm-hmm. uh, so yes moving on we've got this week's uh, this week's news so Oliver tell us what's been happening here
1: well In the Isle of Man, there has been a tribunal which has recently commenced for a senior doctor versus the DHSC. Preparations have begun for the Isle of Man TT for the first time in two years, and we're going to delve into the current issues which we are facing in the build up to the TT. Are there preparations or are there not? The rates are set to rise around the island, and that some of the rates is, is questionable as we see rates plummet up and services. Drop. Former chief minister earned £57,000 from COVID support. The island plan back at Timwald for an extraordinary sitting. That is this week's highlights for me of the Isleman news of the week. Plummet up! I know. What, no,
0: no, no. What's plum? What, what's plummet up? I I, 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 <laughs> I isn't plumbing plummet? down. It down. To down? Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: I got my uh, got my wording mixed up there.
0: Well, are the are uh, the are the rates plummeting up, Oliver?
1: No, they're not. They're, they're going in- down. They're, ge- they're increasing. <laughs> they're Increasing up, Archie. I do sincerely apologise for my uh, misuse of words there. That is. Um, totally unacceptable and uh, I think my pay will be plummeting down
0: <laughs> Oliver's pay already has plummeted down it's just a record low at the moment oh. uh, mu- much like we're seeing uh, across the board it's like our HR our HR team is having a field day here that's all I need to say yeah, yeah. so this week we the tribunal for senior doctor versus the DHSC that's more work for Laurie Hooper I suppose
1: it looks like it. Uh, interesting, to say the least. Um, obviously, the it's mainly, really, DHSC. It could be more, really. It's proposed against uh, Catherine Magson, former CEO of... Uh, or Chief Executive Officer, yeah, of um, the Department of Health and Social Care. Quite damning remarks made by... Um, What's-her-face... Um, Dr Rosalind mm. Um how she was sort of a...
0: But is this all just tit for tat?
1: It is a bit
0: It is tit for tat and shouldn't we be focusing on the rebuild from the pandemic
1: mm. But she has been mistreated in quite a discourteous I mean, I mean, way
0: Our news I think is filling up with a lot of these things but I think we should wait for the tribunals to conclude before we report on these things, it's just like in courts how we see allegations are put against these people. Well, I think we should follow the German system where we don't name either the defendant nor the victim.
1: I mean, a tribunal is a bit different, though, you know. Uh... Yes,
0: but, but I think, again, we should wait to see if wrongdoing has been conducted because... Again, like those things, it's soiling either department's name or it's soiling hers. We, we, we really, I think, should wait for the results.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's looking more in favour of it Dr. Raslyn yes, Ranson. Yes. Uh, I mean, we've still yet to see the point-by-point rebuttal um, from... Uh, I, I, I think that may have got shredded along with the yeah. letter. May have got there shredded. There is a court case, though, apparently, um, of um, Dr. Rachel Glover against uh, Minister Ashford for... um Interesting nicking intellectual property. But I think my favourite headline this week,
0: and there was some brilliant photos on social media of Howard Quail drowning in cash because Howard uh, disclosed, received 57,000 from COVID support, which I think was fair enough because, he, again, If he's eligible. He, he's eligible. He has holiday cottages. I think mm. he's eligible.
1: I think that's fine. He's, he's running a business, which is he's a business, which to has to been
0: hit, and it supports the economy. So I think it's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just find that the photos were hilarious. Uh, which are photo
1: shorts, If he wasn't so. eligible and he claimed it Then of course But he was would perfectly be... eligible
0: It was just more how the DOI the, the Department of uh, Enterprise Mishandled the FOI complaint yeah. Didn't even inform Mr Quayle That the, the FOI complaint was going ahead Refused to give the information
1: And then was ruled by the Information Commissioner Actually you had no reason not to give the information mm, Interesting to say the least Yes, um, But the island plan is back After it only being defeated uh, Two weeks ago A week ago um, at Timwald, and now it's back for an extraordinary sitting. The main aspect of the extraordinary sitting is actually to pass um, some more COVID regulations, which is actually, I think, the dropping of um, masks on buses and stuff like that. It's not good inter- to see. It's not introducing. Um, funny enough, I was on a bus the other day. Well, it was actually, you know, it was before the regs had been mm. dropped, and the bus driver. The bus driver is in the, when when a pallet when a passenger challenges the bus driver, the bus driver has to let go. If the person <laughs> says, "I'm not wearing a mask." They do <laughs> not have to wear a mask. That, that's brilliant. The bus driver can challenge it first, mm. but after that, if the if the uh, customer still proceeds to not go on anyway, the bus driver got rather aggressive, um, and it was very, it was very interesting. I do enjoy getting the bus. It's um, much to some people's dislike. It's for someone like myself, who's very um, interested in... It, that sounds really weird, what I'm going to say next, but it, it, interested in, in, in people, in really, in people and how they react and mm. how they are in, in social situations um, as, as an actor. It's really interesting to observe mm. people. I can and imagine. That's, that's why I like buses so much, because you see such a wide range of people and uh, you see interesting things. Going off on a bit of a tangent, it's uh, interesting to say the least. But yet, yeah, Island Plan back. Who knows? Have the, have the MHKs had enough time to read it? Well, a 20-page document in two weeks. I'd hope to think so. Putting a quick message out on Facebook to their constituents. What are your thoughts? I mean, if they don't vote through it this time, I can see if they had real problems with what was if they thought there was stuff in there that wasn't necessary or stuff that they want in there. But they've been consulted for months now. I do Mm. agree with Mr. Cannon that we need to get on with the issues of the day and we are currently facing some really difficult issues which will hopefully be somewhat fixed in the plan. And in doing so, the island plan Mm. needs to be approved by Tim Walsh.
0: Yes, I, I, I agree with you. And moving on to UK news, uh, there's a brilliant piece of news which popped up, which is a man apparently in Nottingham has been driving without a licence for more than 70 years without licence or insurance, which is quite an impressive feat to do without ever being pulled over or challenged.
1: It's impressive, isn't it? Um, Just shows that there's obviously not a lot of checks been going on. You'd like to think that with all these... uh, sensor camera things that they'd be able to That's why yeah, they're, they're picking up more and more, which is good. But also we've seen Sue Gray's report still
0: has not yet appeared yet. It's a bit of grey area as to where it will, when it will appear. I mean, she's been Pardon putting it through for checks with... Uh... It has no political interference. Boris will just get
1: to read it mm. and then it will be published. He'll go, oh, goodness me, this is the end. Yes. Um... Uh, Hold your breath and count to ten. Will he resign famous, uh, before it's published or after it's published?
0: That'd be the interesting question. After, I imagine. But I imagine it's, it's a very sad day today because it's a Holocaust Memorial mm. Day,
1: which is yes, sad to think about. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: and then the you, the well. Uh, the, the Trust used a government jet For a recent trip to Australia And she's defending on it Saying every government decision Is based on value for money Including the use of trip And Angela Rayner as usual Has accused the Tories of wasting Disgusting amounts of public vanity on Money on their own vanity Which is mm-hmm. silly Because the Foreign Office provides this For ministers to go to travel mm-hmm. For foreign nations We Look at the US they have a fleet of aircraft for the president. And use. I'm pretty
1: sure the leader of the opposition, uh, the deputy leader of the opposition, would be complaining if they weren't dealing with such um, issues. Yeah. Issues because
0: the, uh, we have a government. They have a government plane precisely so that government ministers can travel. For example, it's really ar- Dominic Raab yeah. being
1: on holiday and not picking up the phone. But if he was a, but if he was doing what Liz Truss was doing, he'd be getting called out on that. Yeah. You know, mm. anyway. Never do, I do anything think, right. I do think Angela Arena is quite good, but talking, going back to the...
0: Uh... I think Oliver's time on the podcast has ended. Bye-bye, bye, Oliver. Uh, You've been the... censored. <laughs> it's okay. lovely talking to Oliver. Right then.
1: That and was then. Oliver there.
0: The I don't like talking to people like Oliver. The
1: report, which is be he cuts the...
0: down trees and makes stuff with them. That's Oliver for you. Anyway, now then, uh, sorry, just doing my Mike Grayson oh. I- I impre- impression oh. there, yes. Couldn't resist.
1: Um, so, Sue Gray report, hmm. getting passed on to, you know, just for a few checks with lawyers and stuff. Uh, yes, that's lawyers, not leaders, uh, Archibald.
0: I found that quite hilarious, because the best Prime Minister we've ever had was a lawyer, Margaret Thatcher. Excellent, excellent Prime Minister, and she was a lawyer, so I find that Boris... I would, again, as as, the prime, as a neighbour MP said, and I weirdly agree with this Labour MP, very rare for me to wow. do Wow. Uh, I should be cancelled for this. Said, I would prefer a lawyer than a liar. <laughs> and uh, he was I, made I, to... withdraw yes. that comment. Yeah, red, red, lie, lying is unparliamentary language.
1: Yes. Well, the best thing um, in last week's PMQs was, um, which needed to be withdrawn, mm. was obviously um, Sakia mentioning the royal family, which they're not... Um, Not right, to be mentioned, right, rightly mm. so, as Speaker Lindsay Hoyle said. And Boris went, uh, "You retract." I don't know whether I mentioned this last week. I probably did. I'm. Yes, s- I, yes, I'm have yes. I? Oh, yeah. I'm just so engrossed in the moment, Archie
0: It is it, wonderful. But I shall finish this week with uh, Zadok the Priest, uh, a lovely classical music. I Oliver can't probably hear it, can he? It's yeah. a lovely classical. Can you music play piece. it out for uh, the... uh I don't know how. I'll, I'll Ah, oh, wonderful! Yes. So, wait, wait. Wait. Is it still playing? it handles uh, Zadok the Priest. Uh, wonderful piece of classical music. I thought it was a light note to finish uh, this this episode on. I, I'll just wait for it to play the the good part, and then uh, we'll be off.
1: Hopefully next week I might get a say.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, Oliver, oh, there's no say on this one. But I thought we could play it once we finish. So again, what we'll be going over for next week's episode is just coming up uh, after this. Uh, I I I I missed time. That you missed time. Just anyway, next week uh, we're talking about has democracy failed the developing world? To have your say, contact us at politibabble on social media, politibabble at gmail.com, uh, or rather through Oliver and I's uh, music, uh, Twitter handles. Yes, yeah, so well, that's that's, the, that's this. Uh, that's, that's one of my favourite classical music pieces. I thought I should add it in. Of course. Uh, to to, to Candle's coronation album, uh, Zadok the Priest. He wrote a series of them uh, for King George II for coronation. It's been used at every single coronation after the Queen has been coronated or the King has been coronated since then. Which Excellent. Is an interesting fact.
1: Though. It is an interesting yes, fact. Yes, so
0: and next week we'll be discussing has democracy failed the developing world? Uh, I think that would be rather interesting to discuss. Don't you, Oliver?
1: Yes, of course. Like every topic we discuss here on Politibabble, always an interesting uh, hour or so we have. Um. Indeed. So, yeah,
0: if you have any questions, do get in touch. Uh, politibabble at gmail, uh, dot com. Listen to our back codes at manxradio.com forward slash podcasts forward slash Politibabble. I'm Archibald Elliott and it's been a wonderful... Uh, wonderful uh, to have you listen to this podcast and you've got to the end so well done well done there and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host this week as well I've been joined by uh, bleep uh, as we on the censorship episode so thank you very much bleep
1: you've been bleep
0: This was a 1984 production by George Orwell.